Welcome to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where we explore the week's big political stories. I'm Mike Siluma, and thanks for joining us. In this episode of the Politics Weekly, we give an appraisal of what's been happening in the metros in Gauteng, uh, being the metros of Jobek, Tsoni, and Eguruleni, which are caught up uh, in coalition government in fighting. In Jobek, both the former speaker and the mayor uh, have been casualties, uh, while in uh, Eguruleni, a motion of no confidence has been tabled by, by the ANC against uh, the current uh, mayor there. Swani seems to be uh, headed for the same fate. Uh, we'll also be looking at the latest in the ANC's leadership race, which is going to culminate in December at their national conference. Uh, I guess for this conversation, Smonga uh, Gonkeshoba, who's the Sunday Times uh, politics editor, as well as Mawanda Mashabalala, who's the Sunday Times politics writer. With immediate effect. When people zone. And I quote, in two years' time, Eskim's problems will be a thing of the past. People won't even remember load shedding. Unquote. They put to saliva on the paper. I'm in charge. That's why these fools are running around here. I'm in charge. And then they share that zone. Point of order, Jefferson. Point of order. The ruling party by point of order. Must step aside within 30 days. No, I'm not going to apologize. He has no brains whatsoever. The ANC president was sabotaged again yesterday. Well, sabotage, that can be This is not a shit. Welcome to the both of you, uh, gentlemen. Now, um, I wonder, shall, shall we start with you? Uh, the you you have been following developments in the in the three in in the three metros in in Gauteng. Are we looking at the same problem, or are we looking at different problems in the in, in, in the three metros of uh, Jobek, Eguruleni, and and, and Swani? Well, I, I would say probably we're looking at the same and uh, not the same, Ramak. The same in the sense that uh, the, these these uh, metros were all about a month ago in the control of the DA until recently uh, when they lost Jobek. So that is the common factor. That is the same element uh, in it. Obviously, in, when it comes to the actual problems, which I don't think these things are mainly about service delivery, it might vary from uh, municipality to municipality. Also, the dynamics in terms of who has how many uh, seats may also vary a bit different. But uh, the fact is that uh, it's a move to unseat DA-led coalitions having succeeded in Jobek. Now there's more confidence that it might succeed in the further other municipalities. So those are the same issues in that it's a DA. The move is by the ANC working with other partners to dismantle DA and its own partners who are just disintegrating mm. as, as things are. So what, what, what is in dispute here? Well, I hear you saying that is the ANC yeah. driving the, you know, the the, the the efforts to get rid of of, of of the of the DA administrations in in the three metros. But but what is the issue? Yes, look, Brahman, I, I do think that the ANC is taking advantage of DA's own, uh, you know, self-inflicted uh, injuries, uh, so to speak, because there's been a growing sentiment uh, within these DA-led uh, coalition partnerships, as they call them. Uh, from the smaller partners in these partnerships that are constantly complaining about what they term as arrogance of the TA, which wants everything, doesn't want to listen to its partners, uh, sort of uh, allegation is that it behaves as though it won with a, an outright, uh, you know, majority. I mean, we've seen it with uh, PA, 
now I saw just before we came here today, I saw the leader of, of the Freedom Front Plus also saying the same, that this arrogance of the DA, it looks like they are not learning from it. They continue treating small parties that help them to power as if they are non-entities. So I think as that noise grew of these smaller parties in, in these partnerships complaining about DA conduct, the ANC saw a gap. Uh, we're in. They they are moving in now and and trying to promise them better treatment. We'll treat you with respect. We'll we'll will listen to you in the coalition partnership. We'll give you seats within the coalition partnership. Powerful seats because the other issue, for instance, the DA uh, sort of controls when it controls when it has the mayor. It also wants the speaker. You know, for instance, it is said in Joburg that IFP had wanted. Uh, the position of speaker but within the da itself there were no arguments ab- ab- about that there were forces that were saying no no they don't deserve it others were saying yes so so it's those kind of issues uh, that gave rise to these problems that we are seeing and the ANC is just taking full advantage and saying well you are unhappy with the da come to us what do you want yeah, we'll give it to you so mm. that, that that's where that's why we find ourselves where we are in the in 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 the mm. mm. just two questions the, the one is it is for the first time I hear that there's a, such a political term as arrogance. That is a, actually is a, is a valid, because it's been like bandied about, you know. The DA is arrogance, you know. Mm. Um, Mawande talks about the positions. Why are the positions significant? Why are they so important? Yeah, so, but Mike, it tells you, it tells you that... Um, the the residents of these metros are going to be the casualties of these developments because mm. no one is saying that the whoever is in charge right now they are not putting a case of people failing on their mandate they are not putting a case of people uh, failing to deliver on their promises of or, or failing to deliver services to residents um, the the main points that they are putting across is. Uh, the arrogance of the DA and the positions that um, it, the DA is refusing to to give to these political parties. It's all about access to resources, Mike. Um, um Because if if you are a, an, an IFP and you are participating in the in the in the in the partnership and you, are, you don't have an influential position, it means that um, I'm not saying that the IFP does not have those positions, but I'm just making an example that if you've got an IFP that is participating. In, in those partnerships and don't have access to those resources, then um, the the person who's hogging all the positions is displaying some kind of arrogance and they're, they're, they're blocking your your leaders from, from having, um, for occupying those positions because those positions grant them access to, to resources, access to patronage and, and, and all those things. So if, if the DA is, is hogging all the positions, that means that the, the DA controls the resources, the DA gets to appoint its own people not just um, politicians but also officials um, in, in, in those metros so we are seeing a fight uh, uh, which is mainly around resources from these political parties it has nothing to do with the residents who voted them to power it's not because um, the, the mayor of Fekuruleni uh, failed to deliver on a mandate uh, or, or that, that she had promised before she took, to, she, she took office it, it's all about that the DA is being arrogant and the 
wants to occupy all the positions and therefore are blocking all the other partners from accessing those positions and ultimately the resources. Mm. is touching on the issue of the, of mandates and whether the the people who are being removed or who are who are being threatened with removal yeah. are being are being uh, put under pressure because of a failure to meet to deliver on a mandate. The, these coalitions, do, do they have a set of agreed deliverables, which are the ba- the boot, which presumably would be the basis of a coalition, yeah. or is it just like Sobonapamil kind of thing? You know, yeah. like yeah. get together your priorities to get rid of the of an incumbent, and then you'll see how it unfolds. I think that is a very important question, Pramak, and I think that is exactly where the, the that is the genesis of the problem. I mean that there is it, it, these things. First of all, they are not formalized, they are not legislated, and then but the bigger point is that even when they are signed, you don't even know what is it that is signed. The sign that okay, we'll vote with you in whatever you put before council, but there is no deliverables, as you say, or to say, okay, guys, we are entering into this partnership. It's for five years, for the whole term. In this term, these are the short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-term goals, and then where it could be reviewed on the basis of failure to deliver those. There is no such a thing. And I think it's a bigger problem for the country in that uh, there is no legislation. I agree with Helen Zide on this point, because what they are arguing as the DA is that as long as there is no legislation that formalizes where you are legally bound to have these deliverables, to stick to agreements, to say, of course, I mean, there, there should be a recall clause to say, if you are not delivering, we, we should get you out. But they should be formalized in such that you can't just wake up and say, oh, well, uh, this one is is giving half a bread, but I can get a loaf there. Actually, why why don't I move to to that side? But for me, being the politicians of this particular uh, political party, so I think that is where the problem starts. There is no such agreements, which is why, as Shoba is saying, uh, that the citizens or the residents are nowhere to 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 be uh, found in terms of all these fights that are ongoing. It's all about the particular leaders of the various political parties and what they draw from these things. So. I think the bigger point is the legislation uh, in the future to formalize these things and and make sure sort of there's some sort of control. I mean, for instance, like in, I'm sure in the national assembly, for instance, I'll use a city example of mm-hmm. being an MP. There, there's requirements, there's laws. Who must you must make a list of your party first. You can't just come, Jay. No There are rules that are followed. They go to lists. If this one gets out, who was next in the list? You can't just go and take anyone from the township street. So something like that, where there are rules that these things are done in a particular way. Not just people congregating in a small boardroom and say, okay, give me this position, give me that contract, give me that entity of the city, and then I'll vote with you, whatever you do. So the person who is the leading party in a coalition can literally do illegal things. As long as they delivered on what they promised first, which are positions and and some control for the other partners in this party. So even if they take budgets to the wrong things, as long as you have you agreed at first that you're going to vote for mm-hmm. them, you, you just continue voting and it has nothing to do with the residents of the city. That's the problem. Well, I, I don't know, I have a, a slight difficulty here. Mawanda says that there's a, there's a view uh, that the, the coalitions must be legislated. I, I thought that coalitions are meant to be completely voluntary, A and B, that it, they, they would assume that the leaders have the maturity to, to, to place 
the greater good above you know all the things that we are we are seeing unfold in the in in in, in the affected metros it would, would, would legislation resolve this thing? <laughs> um I, I doubt legislation would resolve this um uh, but i i think there there is an attempt uh, by our um, legislators to sort of find sort of a model to follow they they recently traveled to to denmark and they they spoke to the to the Danish politicians there about how they are doing things because there they have stable coalitions that they form uh, based on certain programs and um, I, I I think that uh, we our our democracy is still young, Mike. Um, the 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 Danes have been doing it for for a while, and and, and ours is still very young, and and the, our main problem is that we have political parties. Who enter into coalitions, but they 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 differ on ideology, they they differ on um, on on what should be the priorities when you get into a coalition. I think if if, if we were in a normal um, uh, society with a mature democracy, I think it would, would be better place to put together coalitions that would be stable because uh, maybe at that time when you reach that stage. Uh, People will be able to say, although we differ on this ideology, but we ag- agree on this project or, or this program, and agree that what matters in Johannesburg is water and, and electricity, and, and, and that's what we should focus on. But w- what you find with these coalitions is that, um, for instance, a PA enter into a le- in coalition with the with the with the DA. Um, they are they are. They are from um, opposing views, and, and, and there is no way that their that their coalition is going to be stable because they are going to disagree along the lines. The DA has its own uh, priorities, and and the PA, the EFF, have their own priorities. So I think that that's where we are. So legislation alone won't help us resolve this problem. I think they also have to be political will parties. Uh, need to be able to be mature enough to sit down and throw these programs and say these are our priorities and 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 and, and this is how we are going to um, run this government during this term going forward and 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 this is what is lacking in all these coalitions that we have right now mm. and the coalitions have been have been put forward as like the the new the, the the great new future for South African politics, you know, especially you know from you know f- uh, in the light of the ANC's long dominance, you know, of governance in South Africa, whether it's at provincial or national level, you know. So the the some people have said, yeah, actually this is the beginning of a new phase, maybe better even phase of of governance in South Africa, uh, and that uh, the, the future of the of the of democracy in South Africa lies in coalitions. And presumably, life will be better for everyone once we have coalitions and the ANC has been weakened or, or, or you know, or marginalized. Uh, are you seeing anything in what has happened so far that can make us hopeful? There's nothing to be hopeful about, Pramak. Keeping in mind 2024. True. No, no, no. There's nothing to be hopeful about, Pramak, from where I'm standing. And we are lucky that uh, now we almost have about 10 years of experience of coalitions because, remember, 2016, that's where... It all started at that level of, of, of a bigger government uh, in the form of a metropolitan uh, city. I mean, it's, it's been a downhill uh, from there. Look at all these cities that started in 2016 being coalitions. Nelson Mandela Bay, Tswane, Johannesburg, 
Egurulen is an exception because between 20, uh, 2016 and 2021, it was the only functional, uh, you know, coalition. Even there, because the ANC didn't need that many partners in Egurulen, they just needed AIC. So it was a coalition of two people, very easy to agree. It was not this uh, mixed masala that we are seeing uh, now. But we, with the track record that we've seen in 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 the main with 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 these coalitions in these cities, I I don't think so. I I shudder to imagine a picture of how it would look like at provincial and national government uh, where we would go there in 2024, as is predicted uh, by those that predict these things. I I think that will be a race and a very fast one uh, to the bottom. For instance, Prabhak, make an example. We are saying at a city level, which has very few positions, few entities, the fight is about who deploys who and so and so. Already we hear, for instance, here in Johannesburg, ANC, barely a month after they took power, they are already cleaning up these entities, uh, Johannesburg Property Company, Johannesburg Market, all these entities, putting in new boards, putting in new CEOs. Imagine that thing at a national level where there's DGs, DGs, director, manager, senior manager. In such a situation where every nine months a government changes, do you think anything will ever get done in the country? I don't think so. So I, I do think that at some point, uh, maybe voters themselves, but unfortunately we voters individuals, so we can never discuss these things in a group and say, no, 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 guys, okay, it's fine, we're not happy with the NC, but let's vote for, for so-and-so. But for me, I think in the bigger scheme of things, uh, choosing one party and giving it five years, if it messes up, changing, for me that is a much more workable system than uh, what we're currently in, this thing of different interests, different ideologies, different uh, personal egos and all these things. I, I think it's a disastrous form of government, especially as Shoba was saying, in an immature and, 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 and fledging democracy like ours. Maybe if we're, we're at the level of these European countries, we'd be talking a different mm. But I don't think we are ready. Mm. We're not there. This uh, The municipalities were a pilot and the pilot was a big flop. So <laughs> elevating that to national level, I <laughs> so think. So what does that leave <laughs> us with if the pilot fails and everyone says, no, you don't want a one-party dominant kind of system? So it, it means that the, the experimentation will have to continue in some form. Well, yeah, bro, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I just don't think it's a good idea for me personally. Mm. I mean, as I say, looking at uh, this experience, I don't think that's where we and want to be. Maybe it's too soon. I think it's too soon. Mm. I think it's too soon. And by so doing, I'm not in any way suggesting that the yeah, ANC yeah, must rule, uh, until, must rule forever. No, as I say, I don't yeah. care who rules, but I just yeah. believe, bro, Mike, at this point in time, we are better off with one party governing with a, yeah, a, an outright yeah. majority. It could yeah. be anyone, it could be DA, EFF, yeah. ANC, or whatever, PA, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued by the role of uh, Action SA in what has been happening in, in, in the current infighting, you know. I, I, I remember distinctly uh, Hemen Mashaba, you know, in the beginning when he started Action SA. Uh, one of the of the critical, uh, uh, what seemed to be like a non-negotiable for him was that he would never work with the ANC. Mm. He called them all kinds of names, you know, that they're crooks, they're thieves, they've stolen money and he will never, they must be in jail and all of that kind of thing. It seems to me that there is, the, there are the makings of a shift in action SA's position or are we all imagining it? Maybe not to give away what we were working on, Mike, mm. but um, yeah, it seems as if the, the arrogance of the DA 
uh, may actually lead to some um, uh, kind of of, of 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 shift in the political landscape. Um, the action say is not taking a, a definite de- decision, uh, but what are they saying is that they 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 are relooking at their role in, in in these coalitions and their approach, and um, and and in doing so, they are talking to everyone, uh, which includes the ANC. And if that were to happen, Mike, if, if if Action SA tomorrow was to decide to work with the ANC, that 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 will be um, um, a major shift in 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 our politics, and the biggest winner will be the ANC in 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 in, 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 in the sense that even if the ANC does not occupy all these um, all these municipalities or, or take the mayorship of of all these municipalities, but it will be proof enough for the ANC to go out during the elections for mm. twenty four elections. Say, these people have failed. <laughs> Why do yeah, you still yeah, want to yeah. to vote for them? They've failed. They've not been able to govern. They are fighting amongst themselves. Let's go back to stability. Let's mm, go back to, mm. to, to to normalcy where where you have a party that is able to to develop a manifesto, develop a program for for the term, and implement it past budget by itself uh, without um, going and begging for for other votes. And and I think the, for, from from this whole uh, mess, the biggest winner is going to be the ANC. And the ANC will, as it's, as Mawandi is, is saying, they they have already started. Uh, they are making moves. They are removing people. They are placing their people. Uh, it means they only have. <laughs> access to resources, resources that they will need in the run up to the elections in, in 2024, and and they might emerge stronger than um, than, than we think um, because of that access to resources, because of a weakened opposition that is fighting amongst themselves, and the NC can present themselves as um, as the, the answer to mm-hmm. the chaos mm-hmm. that is currently taking place right now, which I don't think is good for our democracy. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to ch- change tech uh, slightly and go national. Uh, the ANC uh, race, leadership race, we left with, uh, what, just just over two months or so before the conference happens. Has there been clarity as to who are the front runners, if you like, and, and in what positions? Um, you know, I presume it's not all positions which are being heavily contested. Uh, I think this time around, Bramike, um all positions are being contested. Um, it, it is going to be a very interesting conference. And uh, I think with, as the nominations uh, come in, it's becoming clearer. As as, as as days go past that um, for, 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 for certain positions uh, you do have a contest. For example, for the position of president, it seems as if um, uh, President Ramaphosa and, um, and, and President Zulim Kize uh, appear to be the two I said President Zulim Kize. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? In, in South African politics, in South African politics, truth is often the stranger than fiction. You know? So anything is possible. For, you, know, you know, before Jacob Zuma became president and when he was having yeah. his uh, legal troubles, people would laugh, you know, says President Zuma, they yeah. say, okay, yeah. you're dreaming, yeah. never going to happen here. <laughs> so you never know, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems as if the two, uh, President Ramaphosa and the former minister, Zwedim Kiz, are the front runners, although um, the, the Minister of Cooperative Governance and International Affairs, 
um uh, is also getting uh, a nomination so for that for the for that position is becoming uh, clear that um uh, the, the president might be contested and uh, the contest might come from either dr mkize or or, or dr lamini zuma and for the president of deputy president there have, there have been there are so many people who are challenging for this position i think at that sometime there are about six people seven, who, yeah. or, or seven who had raised their hands but uh, as we move closer as we get the, the, the nominations, it seems as if uh, Paul Mashatile may be the front runner, but there are other people who are also being nominated. Uh, the Minister of Water Affairs, for example, is um, is one of the people who has been nominated. Sanzo Mkono, Mamoluku Kubai, the Minister of Human Settlements, and the Minister of Justice, uh, Ronald Lamula, is also getting nominations, as also the incumbent. Uh, Deputy President Mr. David Mabuza is also getting nominations. I've I've heard of nominations that he has received in Pumalanga and and, and other provinces. So for that position, um, the you are likely to to have more than two candidates who are contesting for that position as, as well. And then the other position, which is position that is very important, the position of Secretary General. Secretary General is important primarily because that's the person who runs the organization on a day-to-day basis. That is like your CEO of the organization. Mm. There is also a strong contest there with uh, the former premier of, of Eastern Cape being nominated by the grouping that supports uh, Azulim Kize. Um, it's Pumulo Maswale, the, the, the former premier of the Eastern Cape, and as well as the former secretary general the former provincial secretary of the ANC in Guazun Natal, Tumsen Tuli. Also, the Minister of Transport, uh, Figilem Balula, is, um, is also eyeing that position. There is also the general manager of Lutuli House, Fipi Potkite, who's also uh, getting some nominations we pick up uh, for that position as well. And, and, and as well, the position that's being held currently by Kwede Mantashe is also receiving a strong challenge from the Premier of Limpopo, Stan Matabata. Um, there's also the Deputy Minister of Finance, David Masondo, who's also eyeing that position. So, Pramike, we can, we can expect this to be um, a hotly contested uh, national conference, even though there was an attempt uh, much earlier um, in the year to to sort of uh, prevent this contest, and uh, especially the, for the position of president, there was a strong move to sort of prevent contest uh, on the position of president, but mm. it seems as if ANC branches have other ideas and, and they are nominating their, their, their own candidates. And uh, yeah, but so far we are going to have a contest there, Pramik. Although it's not clear, clear, clear uh, of who is not going to make the cut, uh, who might be, if, because if you don't make the threshold, you, your name can't go on the ballot. So if, 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 if there's someone who does not get um, a certain number of nominations, they will not be able to make it to the ballot and they will need about 25% of conference in order for their name to be to be nominated from the floor. So yeah, that's where we are for now. Uh, we know that there, there is a lot of horse trading that is currently taking place. Mm. Um, there are different factions talking to one another about possibly uh, working together, forming uh, one slate, uh, we know that uh, the state that supports Nkwazalamizu uh, has had meetings with the state that supports uh, tourism minister Linde Wesisulu and, and um, Mr. Mkiza is also, Dr. Mkiza has also had some engagement with some of those candidates. So, yeah, it, it's, it's still early days, but uh, things are shaping up. And by November, we should uh, have a clear picture of, of where this battle is going. Mm. You know, there's a, there was a time where in, in the initial stages, uh, even before the, the, the nomination started, you know, uh, where the ANC was seen for outsiders, 
looking in would see two sides in the ANC. They would see the CR CR seventeen or you know that that crowd that supported Cyril Ramaphosa mm. and the Ariti. Mm. Is 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 the the state of play still like that, or has it become makier as as we go in closer to December? It's chaos, bro. Mike. It's it, even Makia doesn't um, describe it. It's, it's it's chaos. You see, I, I think the problem was that initially, even from the beginning, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa has has was not a, a leader of ANC who who had a stranglehold on um, on a particular grouping or a particular province. For example, Jacob Zuma, when he came up, we knew that he he. he he was a Wazul Natal strongman and, and, and they had that province support since um since two thousand and seven. But with the with the current president, the way he came into becoming deputy president was that a, a certain grouping within the ANC um fetched him from his farm, I hope not Palapala, and then put him there. <laughs> and um and, and then then the the people who then supported him to to then um, ascend to the highest position were were mainly people who did not want um, uh, someone who's anointed by Zuma to take over. Uh, so those were people who, who who elected him because they thought he was a better candidate because I was already deputy president. And and then you are seeing that as we move closer to to December, um, that President Ramaphosa um, does not have like um, a a, a strong click that is saying we are President Ramaphosa's people. Um, you do have a couple of ministers there and there who meet, and but he is supported by by provinces mm. who also have other views when it comes to to other positions. So it's not as if um, Ramaphosa comes with them um, with this block that says we are saying we support president and we support this one for deputy president we support he's supported by people who have different views that's mm. why we have people in the eastern cape who wants Oskar to be deputy president that's why in pumalanga we have people who want lamula to be deputy president and they all support the president so th- that is why you then the lines are blurry um these factions or campaigns are not as straightforward mm. as 2007 or 2012 within the other grouping Mike, it's more confusing because they are we thought that the are forces had the candidate in 2017 and mm. then when it comes to to these elections um, we sort of expected the RET forces to come as a block but even them they are so divided um, and someone was saying in, in fact the RET forces no longer exist you just have groupings who are just opposed to Cyril Ramaphosa who are just pushing in dif- different directions and who have got their own um, their own uh, candidates and preferences and and that is why you don't see a coherent um, a campaign yeah. uh, that is supporting one particular individual that's why I have so many candidates for all these positions because it it, it is not as black and white as it was in 2007 and as it was in 2012 you know as 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 a, as a lay person i would have thought that uh, a president, especially given the problems that he's had, Cyril uh, Ramaphosa, that he would be front and center and out there, you know, selling himself or stating what he stands for, that kind of thing. He seems to be very quiet for someone who, who presumably is wanting to be re-elected. Yeah. Or well, is he assuming that, you know, you know there's a time where... Uh, 
it was assumed that uh, he's, you know, he, 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 the, the thing is cut and dry, that he's assured his position is unassailable. But clearly, it's, it, it may not be. But he seems to be not bothered. Or am I misreading him? Well, in, well, publicly so, Bramaki is not bothered. And, and probably the reason is exactly what Shobo was talking about. Because there are so many interests that all converge on him. Because once he goes out there aggressively and campaigns as he did, for instance, in, 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 uh, in the lead up to Nazareth 2017, he will have to make some choices in terms of talking about the team that he wants to lead with. And uh, by doing that, at this point in time, he may actually isolate, for instance, the typical example of deputy president. Uh, Eastern Cape and Pumalanga, let's take them as an example. When he goes out there and campaigns, who, who does he say is his, let's uh, uh, even add Paul Mashatide, who does he say is, is, is his candidate for deputy president? Because say he says Paul, says so publicly, what's coming we are in the Eastern Cape is like, okay, I'm taking my numbers, let me go negotiate with someone else who's more prepared to listen to me. Lamula and Pumalanga, okay, I'm going with my numbers. So the mercy or the chaos of the situation itself is sort of, forces his hand to be not too actively uh, involved in campaigning or out and out uh, by showing his hand, but rather work in the background, even if he manages all these differences that are there, manage them from a background perspective in that when you fail, it's not so obvious to the people out there that you are actually trying to panel beat the whole situation. So I think the mass of the situation in its broader sense has forced his campaign to be the way it is and also issues of CR17 uh, files uh, might have caused problems for, for, for him because remember uh, there was you know there was the, the, the highly fund, highly funded campaign in 2017 uh, you know which thought it's operating in an honest space everything was recorded only for those things to backfire this time around because you've learned that you can't do that because it may create problems for you but you are also a sitting president you also can't do other shady things because they have a, a way mm -hmm. of backfiring you know you have Parapara para, uh, following you, which also involves issues like money, hard cash. So all those things are sort of forcing his hand. He, he, he sort of finds himself in a very tight corner. Because mm. if he moves, how does he move? How does he fund this campaign? Who, who, who does, does he give monies to, to campaign together with him? So I think uh, all those uh, previous problems have actually put him in the place that he, he, he finds himself in. And he has no choice that, but mm. to keep it this way, it may backfire. And if, I think it's just a matter of trusting God now to deliver. It sounds <laughs> like paralysis to me. But, but j j just as, as we wrap up, you know, uh, let's uh, uh, crystal ball a, a little bit. Uh, the, the individuals, uh, Paul Mashadjile. Mwagonke mentioned him as a, a candidate for deputy, uh, deputy president. Could he become president? Surely, Brahman. If he wins that one, uh, given uh, his, I mean, you can see the man moves in a very, you know, uh, calculated uh, precision sort of a, a thing. I mean, also if you track down his career, his rise to, co to the control mm -hmm. of Gauteng, uh, to the NEC, how critical and strategic he was in the whole uh, move to, to remove uh, then-President Zuma after the Nazareth conference. Remember, he was the face of that campaign. The guts that he has shown before in, 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 in times of, of, of crisis, for instance, I remember during one of the votes, I think the Nkanda vote, he was still an MP when he was Minister of uh, Arts and Culture. He, 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 if I remember, he and Mondi were the only one 
who came out publicly and said, I'm not going to vote for this man. So those kind of things, they, they, they show him as a leader of conviction, leave the fact that conviction for the good or for the bad. But that, that character that he has built for himself, I think uh, it shows uh, that many people may have confidence in such a person to elevate to the, to the highest position, especially given the not-so-glorious way that the current president has covered himself in terms of being firm and decisive, uh, be it in times of crisis or be it in times of chaos or be it in times of good. He's just a president who can't make decisions. And I think Paul is the opposite of that. He's a guy who can be trusted to make decisions mm. and move forward. So, Even though he doesn't smile as often. Yeah, no, definitely. Because he's serious. He's in charge. <laughs> you know, so 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 a guy like that, Pramak, I, I think in actual fact, he is going to be a very problematic deputy uh, for the current president if the two of them win together. Yeah, but here's the other thing. Uh, between now and December, anything can happen to the president in terms of what they, what they so for argument's sake, the NPA decides to do. So he could he could be out of the race before December. True. Couldn't he? True. No, he can be. I mean, it all depends in, in the NPA as it relates to issues of uh, Palapala and, and stuff which are under investigation. So that would be the most dramatic uh, way of this conference. And I mean, I think then it would be... And, and, and Paul Mashatile would be in poll position, presumably? Presumably, I, I think so, Brahma. I think it would actually collapse all this chaos that we, mm. we, we see, but I'm not saying that's what I'm wishing for. <laughs> <laughs> I know how it sounds like. Lastly, the other character, Zuelim Kize, could, assuming Cyril uh, Ramaphosa does become president, is elected president, could he end up with Deputy President Zuelim Kize? It's unlikely for now, um, uh, Brahma, because... Last time I checked, uh, the the Kiza faction and 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 the, and the Ramaphosa faction, none of them had reached out to each other. Mm. Um, uh, there there had not been any such discussions. The only way that Zuelim Kiza uh, can become uh, uh, President Ramaphosa's deputy is um, in an instance where, let's say, Paul Mashatile withdraws from the race, mm. or in an instance where. The, the three of them service sit down and say let's avoid this contest that is taking place right now uh for to unite the ANC uh Kiza says I'm not going to contest for the position of president and then the president uh, retains his position and then uh, Kiza becomes his deputy which I think uh, given the current climate and the, and, and the tensions within the, the, the factions um, uh, it seems unlikely for now. But in the ANC, um, the ANC of the old, that's how um, disputes were, were settled. Mm. Um, there, there were arranged outcomes uh, in, in, in conferences. And I, and I think if, if um, the ANC uh, were to come together and say, if we are... If you are serious about this, this uh, unity that we are talking about, let's have a sit down and say there will be no contest, as other factions were suggesting earlier on um, in the year. That they have a sit down, let's not have a, this bruising contest that will mm -hmm. result in more divisions and we go to the elections even more divided. That is in that instance where the president may likely have um, Zoedim Kize as his deputy. But as things stand for now, uh, Pramike, prepare us for a prison battle in um, in December. Okay, uh, gentlemen, that that's uh, all the time we have for our conversation on the 
Sunday Times Politics Weekly for this week. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. Hopefully you will join us again uh, in the not too distant future to give us an, an update because it looks like things are happening very fast, you know, and everything needs interpretation, you know. Things are not quite what they seem often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but th- thank you very much for joining us. Uh, those were our guests for today's conversation. Uh, who's the Sunday Times politics editor, as well as Mawanda Machabalala, who's the Sunday Times politics writer. We appreciate your time. Uh, I'm Mike Siluma. Until next time, do stay safe, stay blessed, and let's do good for our country. <laughs>